yesterday for the very first time I did something kind of social. Um, and I mean, for the first time in over a year, I think. Well, no, I don't think that's totally fair. Other than my baby shower. Yes. But up until November, the beginning of November, you were working. So you had some. No, I know. But this was like a 20 person, you know, uh, anyways. Okay. So I, I hosted an outdoor socially distanced, uh, baby shower and a couple things. First of all, I am exhausted. Like I'm sore. (laughs) I am so tired And I don't know if that's because, you know, I'm sore because like I just had a baby and I'm just not getting back into working out or because I haven't done anything like that in like a year and I haven't interacted with people like that, you know, and it's weird because we were standing like six to eight feet apart. So you're like not shouting, but, you know, it's just weird. And it just totally exhausted me. Like I'm down for the count. In your defense, you were one of the hosts of the baby shower. I was. So you were up and out of the house at like 9 a.m. dropping off decorations and mm-hmm. stuff and, and setting things up. Mm-hmm. And then you came home, had to get some more decorations together, changed, went back. And then you were social with two dozen people for two hours. Yeah. Which is there, there is a physical exhaustion that comes with socializing. I'm out of practice though. Right. Like I, yeah, I'm totally out of practice and I feel kind of brain dead and I'm, yeah, I am tired. I did think it was really neat though, because there were a couple of women at the shower, uh, that said they listened to her show and I would have had no idea that they listened to our show. And it just made me feel really good. Cause sometimes I feel like it's me and you, you know, nobody listens and to like the show. nobody listens to the show. Um, but apparently someone does. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today, even though I'm not a sports fan at all, I'm grateful for the Super Bowl. Why? Because... It feels centering, like it gave America something to focus on and people would get into debates over like silly things like who's the better quarterback or was the weekend's halftime show decent or was the officiating good? And it just, it just seemed normal. Really? Yeah, why? You no, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because no one that I know cares, was planning for it, was having anybody over, was making food. Like, What are you talking about? We ordered our annual order of – we order wings once a year on Super Bowl Sunday because I need to participate in the – Yeah, but so- no one on my social was doing anything. Uh, well, yeah. right. sorry. I'm not grateful for it then. <laughs> you could be grateful for it. I just thought it was – I think I'm a Super Bowl Scrooge. It you totally are. It just felt it it just felt good to have the social media timelines filled with 
BS that's not significant right. as opposed to BS that's significant. Yes. Totally you know, get it. Mm-hmm. To, like whatever. So my name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for chocolate. One Super Bowl commercial moved me to tears. Really? Yes. And I that's it's it maybe more than one of them did, but I only saw one mm-hmm. and it was a commercial for Jeep and it was narrated by, and if you watch the commercial, it's Bruce Springsteen okay. in the commercial. I'll play it for you here in a second. But when when I saw it, I teared up. And the reason I watched it is because I read a news story about how it came about, which is such, it was such a fascinating story to me. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably a lesson in there. I, I'm, I'll tell the story and you might be able to verbalize the lesson. Okay. Better than I could. But first, let me play the commercial for you. And I, and I hope you're I hope you're not a commercial Scrooge Lee or Super Bowl. <laughs> I think Scrooge. I am. <laughs> that's not it. Oh, I was like, well, that's a weird way to start a really <laughs> sentimental uh, commercial. <laughs> it's not what I expected. All right, let's try again. Uh, this will move you to tears. There's a chapel in Kansas standing on the exact center of the lower 48. It never closes. All are more than welcome to come meet here in the middle. It's no secret. The middle has been a hard place to get to lately, between red and blue, between servant and citizen, between our freedom and our fear. Now, fear has never been the best of who we are. And as for freedom, it's not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to us all, whoever you are, wherever you're from. It's what connects us, and we need that connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the very soil we stand on is common ground, so we can get there. We can make it to the mountaintop, through the desert, and we will cross this divide. Our light has always found its way through the darkness, and there's hope on the road up ahead. pretty good okay so you're not you're good with that yeah okay i would have been so bummed if you're like yeah wasn't that great (laughs) i'm not made of stone for whatever reason when i watched it just maybe the mood i was in or i was feeling that optimism about the super bowl i'm like yes there is hope we can get to the top of the mountain we can get through the desert we are going to in 2021 and it applies to, for me, it just applied to so many things. You should make that your March show close. Oh my gosh. Great idea. Um, now my question is, um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> that Adderall is working really well. <laughs> um, oh, no. Oh, you said you had, there was a story behind it. The story behind the commercial, the whole reason I watched it is because Bruce Springsteen, 
was very involved in the production of the commercial. The visuals, okay. it's actually his Jeep, his personal Jeep okay. is in the, the commercial. Uh, he helped edit it. He helped uh, fine-tune the script. He flew to the church. They offered to allow him just to stay at his home in New Jersey mm-hmm. and film parts of it there, and then they would mix in the, you know, edit it. Yeah. And he flew to this church that the, the whole commercial centered around. And the reason that he was so involved is because this is the very first commercial use of his likeness or music or voice that he has ever allowed. And the what? yep, and the way it came about is 10 years ago. Really? Yes. 10 years ago, the marketing director of Jeep reached out to Bruce Springsteen and said, your brand and our brand, you know, rugged, American, tough, all American, you know, yeah, they're the same. So you should be our spokesperson and we'd like you to be in a commercial. And Bruce Springsteen said no. But this guy for 10 years, every three months, every six months, maybe even once a year, would just shoot an email or fire off a text message to his contact in the Bruce Springsteen camp just to say hi. Not not always pitching him on stuff, not always proposing stuff, but just if they saw something that was like, if if this guy saw something that would have been relevant to, to the Bruce Springsteen team or something like that, he would just stay barely on the radar. And every now and again, he would float an idea. And a few couple months ago, they sent him the script and said, I'm just sending this to you. I know Bruce is going to say no, but if there was ever something that was good for him, this is it. And the guy wrote back two weeks later and said, Bruce said yes. That's it was awesome. 10 years in the making. So don't give up. I also will say, and this is like a little more on a superficial level, but I used to tell all of my interns this when we were, when I would hire them. Um, and I worked in music and I would tell them because in music, like the catchphrase, and I don't know if it's still this way for college students now, but network, you need a network, networking, networking, networking. Um, and people forget that there's like two sides to networking and that's called a relationship. Right. And so I would always say to them, quit networking and start relationshiping because there's nothing in it for someone else if you're constantly asking them for things. But if you form a relationship, that's something that'll last you so much longer and will usually get you where you want to go. And I would also say that when you find a contact that could be valuable to you, even if you don't get anything in return in that relationship, Keep the contact alive simply by, like, what are the flowers? Are they orchids that you just put an ice cube? Mm -hmm. You put an ice cube on an orchid, like, once every three weeks, and that's all the water that it needs? Yeah. Just sprinkle little, just stay just barely on the radar, because when the time is right and it's meant to happen, it will happen. Yeah, don't be annoying. Just, you know. 
Now that we're talking about Bruce Springsteen, I have to tell the story about when I got to have a beer with Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Which is. By the way, I feel like you can't say Bruce. Like you every time say, you say it, it's Bruce Springsteen. You have to say Bruce Springsteen. A friend of mine is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. If you grew up in Atlanta in the 90s, you know him. His name is Jimmy Barron. And he called me. This is years ago. This is 15 years ago, probably. He calls me up and he says, Bruce Springsteen is in town recording something and he always stays at the Four Seasons. Do you have any desire to go to the Four Seasons with me and sit at the bar and just see if Bruce Springsteen happens to come by? Mm-hmm. I said, sure. I had nothing better to do. That'll be fun. So we go down to the Four Seasons bar. And we're sitting at a table in the bar not for two hours, three hours. It's getting close to closing time. Mm-hmm. No Bruce Springsteen sighting. Where I think we're talking about wrapping up, like, okay, we got to go. Let's, you know, let's split a cab, whatever. And all of a sudden, Jimmy says, Oh my gosh, there he is. And all by himself, coming up the escalator is Bruce Springsteen. So he wandered, he comes up the escalator and he kind of wanders over toward the bar and is standing in front of it, be looking like he's looking for somebody. And I say to Jimmy, I'm like, now's your chance. Just go ask him. Give me your camera. Go ask him if you can get a picture. Yeah. (laughs) Go ask him if you you can get a picture or something and then just wave me over and I'll take the picture. But you go, now's your chance. So he goes over and he says, hey, Bruce, my name's Jimmy. Uh, So sorry to bother you because you look like you're you're waiting for somebody. Uh, But can I get a picture with you? Bruce says, I'm not waiting for anyone. I'm just looking for an open table. And Jimmy says, well, you can sit with us. And Bruce Springsteen walked over with Jimmy, sat down, and had a beer. I think had like three of them. Was he cool? Before he went up and went to bed. I, To be honest, I mean, I, I met him because Jimmy said, this is my friend Jeff, mm-hmm. whatever. There's one other guy there. So, but... It was such a big deal for Jimmy mm-hmm. to be sitting there with Bruce Springsteen that we made a little bit of small talk. And then the other guy who was there and I intentionally just talked to each other. So Jimmy and Bruce. It's almost like um, he met a hot girl or something and you guys were like wing man- manning. And then you're like, okay, let's just like, you know, yeah. let them have their alone time. Yep. The only regret I have about that, but he was so cool. And he was so nice. And he, I think he had like two or three beers. Yeah. And just, and he, he was Bruce Springs. He was no entourage, nothing, just yeah. there. And th- my only regret about that night is I didn't snag the receipt and like frame it. Oh, That yeah. would have been a cool memento yeah but yeah that's that's that is a top three celebrity encounter in my radio career i came across an article about self-esteem the other day and i it jumped out at me because i don't know if i've ever talked about this on the show but i worked incredibly hard for years on my self-esteem um i was in a relationship that was very bad for my self-esteem And pretty much got out of that relationship with not a shred of self-confidence left. Like, 
That was the relationship where your therapist forced you to say one thing that you liked about yourself. Into yeah, the she literally, day. I mean, that's where I learned that. And I used to write about it on my blog all the time when I had a blog, but she had me wake up every morning and say one kind thing about myself in the mirror. Like I would have to look myself in the mirror and say it out loud. And she's like, it's going to sound really silly. And you might even laugh, but I'm telling you, like at, at the end of 60 days of doing that, you will believe the things that you're saying. And I said to her, and I remember this like it was yesterday, I said, what if I don't believe anything kind about myself? And she said, I don't care if you believe it, but you have to say it. So I started doing that. It changed my life. And I've always been really interested in self-esteem because, you know, it's interesting. It's something that, you know, I struggled with forever. Um, and you know, there's just good reminders. There was something, it was four habits to better self-esteem. Two of them I think are kind of dumb, but two of them I thought were really cool. And one of them I've never heard before. Um, and the number one suggestion they had was keep promises to yourself. And I thought that was really interesting because that's not something I would have ever thought about, but how bad do you feel when you wake up and you say, today's the day I'm going to work out. Today's oh, the yeah. day I'm going to eat healthy. Today's the day I'm going to get my inbox clean. Today's the day I'm going to clean the garage. And you don't, you're like, oh, I stink. Oh, you know what I mean? You start beating yourself up, but it's true. Like it, you know what I mean? Like if you don't keep promises to yourself, you really let yourself down. And yeah. And think about who the people, all the people who matter so much less than you do that you would keep that promise to. Yeah. So like if you woke up and you had like an acquaintance that you said, yeah, I'll go uh, walk around the park with you today. You would not break that promise because you don't want to let that person down. But people don't even consider it letting yourself down when you break the promise that you make to yourself. Yeah. So That's I thought that was like brilliant. super smart. I yeah. know, like so simple, but I never have heard that before. And I just, you know. Thought it was really cool. Okay. The other one that I thought was interesting was spend more time with the people you enjoy, which sounds kind of dumb, but it says if you consistently hang around with people who don't really like you, it's going to rub off on you and it'll be harder for you to like you. So if you're in a friend circle of people that are always one upping each other, or they like each other because they're social climbing or whatever it is and you always feel insecure because you're always made to feel insecure, you're going to like yourself less. So it surround yourself with people that genuinely like you for you and support and respect and get excited about your good qualities. And then that'll bring some enthusiasm to you and how you view yourself. What score, what, what grade would you give your self-esteem now? Right this second? No, this moment in time, but like, Overall, especially compared to where it was 10 years ago. Um, probably like an eight or probably like an eight. Um, but I mean, I wish you could have met me when I had zero and I mean, zero self-esteem. Um, you wouldn't even recognize. I mean, it's insane. That would have been great though. Cause I could have molded you into exactly the person that I wanted you to be. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They have the best selection of high-quality, healthy, and sustainable products online. I always go for the snacks. And the reason I love Thrive Market is because they are a fraction of the price as I would pay at the grocery store. 
I love right now the bunny grams. They have the birthday cake flavor that is so good. And I also order my favorite chocolate bars from there and I break off a little piece every night and it's kind of like my nightly treat. But Thrive Market has a great selection of food, but also home and beauty products curated just for members. There are two new membership options. There's a one-month membership for $9.95 a month or a 12-month membership for $5 a month. It's billed at $59.95 and an exciting new offer that is available only for Upside listeners. Join Thrive Market today and get 25% off your first order and an exclusive free gift. The only way to get this offer is by going to thrivemarket.com slash upside. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. M-A-R-K-E-T dot com slash upside to get the exclusive offer of 25% off your first order and a free gift. You cannot get this offer anywhere else. Go to thrivemarket.com slash upside. Fit Tracks Dara Smart Scale is one of the most accurate home smart scales in the world. It measures 17 different body compositions, which is going to give you a more complete picture of your health and body. Here's how it works. You just step on the scale and the four metal pads are going to analyze 17 different health measurements, including your body fat percentage, muscle mass, hydration levels, bone density. And the best part is all of this is kept track of right in the app that's on your phone. It is a really great tool to keep you totally accountable to whatever fitness goals you have. I love the fact that I don't have to write down my weight in my notepad to keep track of how well my weight loss is going. It's automatically saved for me. Stop measuring weight and start measuring health with FitTrack. Go to FitTrack.com slash upside to take 50% off your order. Plus, for a limited time, you'll also save an additional 30% with code BUILD30 at checkout. So that's FitTrack.com slash upside for 50% plus an additional 30% off with code BUILD30 at checkout. Don't miss out on this amazing limited time offer. FitTrack.com slash upside with code BUILD30 at checkout. One of the grown-up decisions that I made a while ago is to have really nice sheets because nothing feels better at the end of your day than slipping into bed and taking that first sigh of like, at the end of a long day, why would you want to do that on sheets that aren't absolutely amazing? Well, Jeff and I have Brooklyn and sheets. We absolutely love them. Brooklyn and was started by Rich and Vicky, who were also trying to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. When they couldn't find it, they founded Brooklyn and as the first direct to consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. They have a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and your tastes. And they have over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you're going to love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. They're also more than sheets, okay? They've got comforters, which we have. They have pillows, towels, and loungewear. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code UPSIDE to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code UPSIDE to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com, promo code UPSIDE at checkout. Today's quote of the day 
Much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what they've started. Mom brain, mom brain, mom brain. It's the intense mom brain call of the day. Yeah. Just felt like it needed that. It did. To jazz it up. Uh, today's call is actually quite scary. And it comes from uh, one of our listeners named Tiffany. This past week, I was picking my daughter up from preschool. She's two. And I had a six-month-old sleeping in the car. And I didn't want to put the car in park yet while I was writing a check for the school. Because, you know, like a lot of times when you put the car in park, it'll wake a sleeping baby. So I got out of my car while it was still in drive and had no idea until I got all the way up to the top of the stairs of the school and I hear a car honking, honking over and over and over. And I turn around and my car is going backwards (gasps) down the hill, right heading right towards this truck by the grace of God. It didn't hit its truck by like an inch and it finally stopped rolling. But yes, I let my car roll down a hill with my precious six-month-old sleeping in it while I ran after it like a crazy person. So that is my mom brain story of this week. Oh, my gosh. Talk about an adrenaline rush. I would be freaking out. That kind of freaks me out because of your car. Callie's car, the transmission, um, is... I don't know what the setup is, but if you open her door, it automatically puts the car into park. Like you don't have to. Oh, it does? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. So it puts the car into park when you open the door. Mm -hmm. And so there's sometimes when I'm driving your car that like I'll pull into the driveway and then just know that when I open the door to get out, it was going to put the car in park and I do it. And I've actually done that. In your car? In my car. And it doesn't, I got old fashioned car, my car, you got to move the lever, put it up into the, into the P. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, that makes me a little freaked out that that could happen. Yeah. With my car. Uh, all right. So if you have a um, mom brain call uh, that you would like to share with us, please give us a call. 800-434-5454. All right. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. And here's a heads up, by the way, before I move on to uh about brown and company valentine's day less than a week away it's uh coming this sunday and if you go to valentine or if you go to brown and company for your valentine's day gift on thursday friday saturday or sunday they'll give you the jewelry that you bought but they'll also give you flowers chocolates and a card they're pretty much doing valentine's day for you (laughs) So if you're in the Atlanta area, uh, just go to Brown and Company anytime between February 11th and February 14th, and you'll have everything covered. They got a location in Roswell, a location. You know what you should do if you have a significant other that is like really bad about Valentine's Day and you have fantasies of getting jewelry and like a good Valentine. What you do, what you should do is rewind this to the beginning of when Jeff was saying that and play it in the car with your significant other and be like, Oh, did you hear that? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. You can also uh, go to Brown jewelers on Instagram and they, they promoted, they posted about that promotion and just forward it 
with nothing. Don't say anything. Just forward it to your significant other. <laughs> um, and we are going to be giving away a piece of jewelry for one of you. Um, we're going to start it tomorrow, right? Yeah. It's our Valentine's Day gift to you. And it's, it's really good. It's um, You're going to be able to choose from two pieces of jewelry mm-hmm. that are very personal to Callie and I. So yep. we'll explain all the details tomorrow. All right. Here are my three random things. Number one, if you're a person that worries all the time, know this. 85% of the things that that people worry about never occur. That's <laughs> that's a study um, done by the Clinical Psychology and Psychotherapy Journal. Uh, they just had people document the worries that pop into their head. Yeah. And then for a period of 30 days after those worries, nothing bad My therapist happens. used to also say to me, um, or used to say to me, I don't know why I just threw also in there. She used to say to me, don't waste perfectly good anxiety. Uh, my second random thing is, if you've ever been really aggravated by a loud chewer, if you ever wish the person sitting next to you on a bus or a plane or something like that would stop smacking their gum, uh, if if somebody chewing on their pen drives you nuts, know that it's a good thing. People who are annoyed by sounds that others make tend to be smarter. Hmm. The uh, background of that is smart people notice more of what's going on around them, which includes uh, that person who constantly cracks their knuckles two feet away from you. Oh. Uh, and that was done by a science journal that I cannot neuropsychologia something that sounded very smart and my third random thing is if you are stuck on finding something unique to do for this coming valentine's day especially if you're not dining out or if you haven't made a reservation uh to your favorite restaurant uh how about this make hand make your very first date meal at home so if you can remember where you went for your first date, make the meal that you had there at home. Our first date, we didn't have food. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. We were at that um, movie thing. At that, that nah, wasn't a first date. We were both dating other people. That doesn't count. Well, we made out. <laughs> well, I can't control you when you start drinking. Uh huh. Um. One of our first dates is we went to that pizza restaurant that's now closed. Yep. And then we went over to that hotel bar and you nervously picked all the. Um, my gel nails off my gel, hands. Gel nails off and put them in the planter. <laughs> you love that story. Uh, those are my three random things. Okay. We have to talk about this. And if you haven't, it was on Jeff's Instagram yesterday. And if you haven't seen it, basically the summary is this. This person applied for a job. They did not get the job. The per, the company sent them a rejection letter, email, whatever, with also facts about other people who have been turned down for things. And it was like a whole page thing. So it's like the rejection. But like, hey, did you know that Walt Disney failed 35 times or whatever? It's, yeah, like, all it's, facts. it's like you didn't get the job, but chin up. The Beatles were rejected by their first record label. Now, Michael Jordan was kicked off his high school basketball team. Blah, blah, like, now, what did the poll say? You did a poll. Well over two-thirds of people. I said, is this motivating? Is it like encouraging? Uh-huh. Or if you receive this, would you be motivated or would you be annoyed? And well over two-thirds of people. Well, I can give you the exact figure. We're annoyed. What? What is your opinion? Um, 
I appreciate the effort of trying to put, like trying to humanize it, you know, like trying to put some emotion behind it. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know how I would feel if I've applied for 25 jobs and, and either been well, ignored or rejected by You know how sometimes jobs. we say, like, you don't always have to find an upside right in the moment. Like, some things you kind of need to, like, grieve it. And then you can be like, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. I feel like the rejection letter, the immediate thing, first of all, not the time. Second of all, it would be like breaking up, like someone breaking up with you and then being like, I mean, you know, lots of people get dumped. I mean, it, you yes. know what I mean? Like over talking it and just being like, oh my God, shut up. Right. I think it's totally obnoxious. 68% of people said they would be annoyed by it. Um, 32%, well, I don't know why I was giving both of those, just subtract the 68 right. from 100. Uh, I did one of the most common responses though uh, was from people who are actively looking for a job who all said at least they got a response. Apparently, yeah. apparently the thing now is if you apply for a job, you just never hear. I don't think when we were hiring people at our old company, I don't think we ever told people they didn't get it. Oh, really? Yeah. I just thought that's what you did. Like, you just don't hear back. You don't send a thank it's you for like no, I mean, I would send, I actually would send handwritten notes, but you know, yeah, I don't think I ever huh. heard back. Oh, wait, there was one person. Yeah. I mean, there was one person that I sent my resume to that totally ghosted me and never said anything back. That's not applying for a job. <laughs> I'm That's kidding. I just wanted to bring that up. Je when I was first new to Atlanta, somebody sent Jeff Dollar my resume and he deleted it. I think if somebody takes the time to apply for a job that you have advertised, you should notify that person that the job has been filled. Yeah, well, I can see that now. I mean, I get it now, but I just have never thought about that before. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We need your help with a brand new feature that we're starting in the Pick Me Up newsletter this week. See, I like my idea. Are you not sold on it yet? Yours is at the top of the okay. list right now. So what was your idea? Well, the, the thing, the new feature that's going to be in the newsletter is we're going to profile one member of the Callie and Jeff community. So it could be uh, an upside listener or somebody who helped us put together a philanthropic event or, or somebody who gets to pick me up every week or, or whoever. It's going to be somebody who is an active member of the community, an advisory board member, maybe mm -hmm. somebody. We just don't, and the way it's going to work is T-Bird is going to do a short little interview with them and get a picture of them. Mm -hmm. And then Katie's going to write a little blurb in the newsletter. The only problem is we don't know what to call this, the, the segment. No, I have a great name, a yeah. great name. I think we should call it the Upside Insider. I That's the top of the list. I just Good. don't, I don't know that I love it. Mm. But if you have if you have any suggestions or you really love Callie's idea, um, please reach out to us because we're, we're crowdsourcing our new segment. What about Inside the Upside? 
that could be it too. But the upside is just the podcast. Yeah, I know, but it's Mandex. Okay. Well, if you have any ideas, please share them with us. Or if you think that Callie's idea is great and we should just close the book and call it that, uh, call it. We'll do that. Uh, regardless, the first edition of this segment will be in tomorrow's Pick Me Up newsletter. So please go to CallieandJeff.com and subscribe. Hey guys, this is Tariff, and today I am grateful for my iPhone. The Starbucks omelet mini bite thing being discontinued really made me sad too, but I found a thing made by Jimmy Dean. It's called omelet minis. They come in these little cups that stay in the refrigerator, and then you microwave them for like 60 seconds. And they are just as good, if not better, than the Starbucks ones because the consistency is better. Anyway, hope that helps. Love you. Bye. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. With BetterHelp, it's just like an in-person counselor meeting, but you do it from the comfort of your own home with no awkward visits to the office and sitting in the waiting room and staring at the floor. And you do it on the schedule that works best for you. Look, we know that times are weird right now. Your work hours might be different. The time you can find to actually take advantage of therapy might not be normal. So let BetterHelp help you find a time that works for you. They deal with everything that you would deal with at a regular in-person therapist, like anxiety, depression, stress, grief, sleeping, trauma. Of course, everything you share is confidential, and the counselors are all top-notch. If you don't like the counselor you're assigned, you can ask to switch to a different therapist, and BetterHelp will take care of you with that as well. I want you to start living a happier life today with BetterHelp. Because you're an Upside listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health today. Go to betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside today. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Heather. I was listening to your episode talking about how you forget salad dressing standing in the aisle at the store, and there's really only one salad dressing that you need to know about, and that is Newman's Own Olive Oil and Vinegar. I think I've been using it for 20 years. I have not strayed, and it is just one of the best, if not the best, salad dressing out there. So hope that's a tip the next time you go, and once you like it, you'll just remember it because it's the best one out there. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Hey, I guess I haven't called in a while. I like the new voicemail. I like that we can skip. Um, that's cool. Nice to hear Callie's voice on there. Um, I just was calling because I was listening to the mom trying to get her baby to say mama, 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 and the dog did it because my son's in the back seat, and then he started going mama, mama, mama. <laughs> I hope you can hear that. Okay, bye. Have a good day. Like attracts like. You are a magnet. If you're negative, you're going to draw negativity. You're positive, you draw positive. You're a kind person, more people are kind to you. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand.